1: Another edition of the Dynastry Cast on Rotoviz Radio, brought to you by the Blue Wire Network. I am your lovely host this evening, Nathan Powell. Nathan Powell, we are recording late, late, late in the week due to scheduling hashtag conflicts. Recording late in the week, the Dynasty Cast is. So if you're listening to this on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, maybe even a Monday on your morning commute. Hope you are enjoying the sound of Nathan Powell in your ear holes, because it is just the one, the only, and Powell FF in the bazilding, as the kids say. I don't think anyone's ever said the word bazilding until I just said it out loud on the solo Dice trade cast on Rotovis Radio. But I'm here, folks. <clears throat> I'm here today to give you what the kids call 32. Apparently, when I'm solo, I say the kids a lot. Well, the kids, the kids, the kids. The kids call this 32 takes in hopefully 32 minutes as my dog tries to open my office door as we speak. So here we go. I'm going to go in alphabetical order. One take on each NFL team for the offseason. Here we go. First up, the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals is shrouded in mystery so far this offseason. As Kyler Murray maybe wants out. Like it was some Instagram posts, some unfollowings, you know, some hashtag drama for the Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Murray. So the off season storyline for the Arizona Cardinals is there smoke or is there fire with this off season storyline? And I'll be honest here. I, I don't think they either side can really afford for this to be fire. The Arizona Cardinals need Kyler Murray to be the future of their franchise. And Kyler Murray doesn't really control his destiny for the next couple of seasons. So there may be smoke here, but my dynasty take here is that for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, Kyler Murray is married to the Arizona Cardinals. And he is going to be an Arizona Cardinal in 2022. Um, Yes, there are plenty of pie in the sky, Buccaneers fans, pie in the sky uh, Steelers fans that are wishing for Kyler Murray to be in their uniforms, the Arizona Cardinals have 0.0 reasons to ever deal Kyler Murray outside of getting like eight first round picks, which they're not going to get eight first round picks. So our first dynasty take for the Arizona Cardinals is that Kyler Murray is going nowhere. And Kyler Murray is the QB three in dynasty fantasy football with Joe Burrow lagging not too, too far behind, as we talked about that top tier of Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes being that top tier. Next offseason take, offseason storyline for the Atlanta Falcons is the running back position. Last offseason in Redraft World, Mike Davis took the world by storm by being a top 4 redraft pick. The dice take and the, you know, fantasy value take is that it's going to be deja vu all over again for whoever it is. Whoever it is that's taking the place in the Atlanta Falcons uniform, whether it's Cpat obviously that's kind of like probably the leader in the clubhouse and be the running back um, to get the, the value bump that Mike Davis did. But he, you know, he was there before. It's just that he wasn't expected to be that running back and he was being a late round pick. So while CPAT is the favorite, um, there are other possible, you know, it is a landing spot for other guys like Chase Edmonds and Leonard Fournette and other free agents to, you know, basically carry the load in that offense because they don't have much with Colonel Patterson um leading for free agency. Mike Davis thinking, and I believe re- leading for free agency as well. The Baltimore Ravens. What is my dynasty take for the Baltimore Ravens? Uh, I feel like I'm a lot of, lots of news going on with the with these teams. Hollywood Brown, uh, according to some random Twitter account, was reportedly going to retire for Twitch. Those rumors have yet to be substantiated. I think Michael Fabiano was like, according to rumors or whatever, like, Fabiano saw the one tweet that all of us saw that Marquise Brown was going to re- retire for Twitch. I will gladly um, use the retire for Twitch for, for Twitch rumors. If I can buy Hollywood Brown for a mid second, late second, I will cash that check in every day of the week. Um, I, I think that he still has, you know, wide receiver two in fantasy wide receiver one in the NFL offense ability. I think the Bateman is solid as well, but I think that both have legitimate wire receiver two upside in fantasy and Lamar, I I I know we said in 2021 that 2021 Lamar would be more like 2019 Lamar than 2020 Lamar, but I'm going to say it again. I think the 2022 Lamar, with a healthy offense, is going to be more like 2019 Lamar than the the you know the disappointment that was 2020 and to an extent 2021 Lamar Jackson. Next we have the Buffalo Bills. My dice take for the Buffalo Bills in the offseason. Is that whether it's Emmanuel Sanders or otherwise, they will bring in another wide receiver and dash the hopes and dreams of Gabriel Davis fantasy managers. Stephon Diggs is the wide receiver one there. I believe Cole Beasley's probably on a long-term deal there. If he's not, I'm sure they're going to re-sign him. He seems like a guy that they're going to you know value more than everybody else. So my take is that the Bills will continue to add to that wide receiver core, whether it be free, through free agency. And, and or the draft and Gabriel Davis ends up being a disappointment at his price tag. That's probably around a late first right now. I don't see, you know, that offense, you know, producing three, four or five pass catchers that are going to be fantasy relevant. And we already have Stefan Diggs and Dawson Knox and the running backs to an extent. So I'm not putting my chips on the fantasy relevancy of Gabriel Davis. I think he's fine. I think it'd be a wide receiver four, wide receiver five in fantasy, but I'm not seeing him take that third year leap quite yet. And I think that the, the, the moves from the Buffalo bills will dictate that remaining the same. The Carolina Panthers. Nice take for Carolina Panthers. DJ Moore still really good. Still going to be a low end wide receiver one, high end wide receiver two. And it's still not going to matter who is the quarterback. And the quarterback is not going to be, is not going to be Sam Darnold. Um, I do think that they end up investing a first round pick in the quarterback position this offseason. This is not a quarterback uh, quarterback class flush with quarterbacks, but I do think that there are 3 to 4 quarterbacks Kenny Pickett, Matt Corral and Sam Howell, those are guys that are worth that like 7 to 19 range type picks. Um and Malik Willis as well. Those would be the four quarterbacks that I think are worth a low top 10 into the teens type picks. So I do think the Panthers end up investing at the quarterback position, which is good for the future of one DJ Moore. Next we have the Chicago bears. My story for the Chicago bears, Allen Robinson walks, but the Chicago bears will make moves to put Justin Fields in position to be a sophomore sensation, a sophomore success. Um, Justin Fields value. While we are, we already seen, I'm sure we'll talk about, we'll talk about this in a little bit. We already see the value rise of Trey Lance since he didn't even play football essentially in 2021. We're going to see a rise in value once they invest in and in free agency in the draft in in some pass catchers. And I know they have limited limited draft pick assets for Justin Fields, but I, I do think that they're going to invest at the wide receiver or the tight end position. Dave Montgomery is still a quality asset, so yeah, that's where I'm at with the Chicago Bears. I do think that Justin Fields is a buy. I'm not sure how many sellers there are for him to be a buy, but it, he is cheaper on February 17th, 2022 than he will be on February 17th, 2023. That is as simple as that. Next, we have the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals storylines. You have the Young Guns, the Joe Burrows, the Jomar Chases, the T. Higgins, and the Joe Mixons my storyline for this off season is that Tyler Boyd isn't done yet. I think this offense is going to be good enough to support three fantasy relevant wide receivers. I don't think that the tight end position is going to end up mattering um, with that offense getting going. I think that, that the, the tight end position with CJ Ozoma is going like, he's going to be a mid end mid tight end too. Um, but I think the storyline is that, Tyler Boyd is going to be, especially in best ball, is going to be a very solid asset in 2022 for the Cincinnati Bengals. So yes, get get excited about Jamar Chase, Higgins, Joe Burrow, but don't count out my boy Tyler Boyd quite yet in 2022. Next, the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns have positioned themselves in quarterback purgatory, in quarterback hell, in the place where Baker Mayfield is not the quarterback that I once thought he was, is not the quarterback. That's going to win you a super bowl. He is the quarterback. That's going to not lose you games. And at times in 2021, he did lose you games. I, I feel like we play the injury card with, with Baker Mayfield each and every year, and maybe he has been injured each and every year, but I'm starting to lose faith that he is like that next level quarterback. And it's starting to think that he's more of that, Andy Dalton in his prime type level of quarterback or Ryan Fitzpatrick in his le- prime level of quarterback. And we'll see if he's able to take that next step to enter that, you know, t- the, the higher echelon of the Josh Allens and, the, and the Patrick Mahomes is, I don't think we're going to see that, but I think that we're, we're perpetually going to give him one more chance, one more chance, one more chance. But at this stage, from a fantasy perspective, you're expecting him to be a mid to low end QB2. I don't think he's particularly a, a buy because I think the upside is pretty low. Um, and that's where I'm at with Baker is that you know that offense is not conducive to quarterback play, and Baker just hasn't stepped up in 2021 or in the last few years in general. We did have the whole you know Baker versus OBJ saga, and it's pretty clear that OBJ is the winner of that one. Yes, obviously he got hurt in the Super Bowl, but you know, he he was really good in Los Angeles, and we'll talk about that a little bit. But, you know, clearly Baker was the problem in the Baker versus OBJ relationship. Next, we have the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott, C.D. Lamb, Mari Cooper. There is a narrative that is being spun in the dynasty sphere that C.D. Lamb was overvalued in the 2021 offseason. Um, and that has dropped his value into a mid-second, late-second round startup pick. I am B U Y bye 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 buying C D Lamb in the mid mid to late, mid, mid second round, early third round of donation startups. I do still see that wide receiver one overall ceiling. I do still see that top five wide receiver. It's just that Dak wasn't the same quarterback we've seen in recent years after the injury. And is Dak done forever? Is Dak like just gonna be a middle of the road type quarterback? No. Dak's going to, you know, not not a doctor here, but I project Dak to recover and look more like his pre-injury self than his post-injury self and the and the main beneficiary of that is going to be CD Lamb positioning himself as a top 5 wide receiver. Next we have the Denver Broncos. The story of the offseason for the Denver Broncos is the quarterback position. Will they get Aaron Rodgers? Will they get Russell Wilson? Will they get whoever and we, we've talked about it like kind of back and forth from a team perspective, all these teams that are potentially trying to trade their quarterback, Kyler Murray, to an extent, Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, all those teams are in the NFC. And most of the suitors for quarterbacks are also in the NFC. So if, if the, if the Seattle want to get Russell Wilson out of the AFC, their main Avenue is going to be the Denver Broncos or maybe the Pittsburgh Steelers. And so, there's an attraction from that level, but also from the quarterback level, the quarterback might not want to go to the AFC to face Patrick Mahomes, and Josh Allen and Joe Burrow. So there's a bit of a conundrum with that, but with the Denver Broncos, it's all about as soon as they get any semblance of a quarterback, we thought that Teddy Bridgewater could be a semblance of a quarterback. he's not, he's not Teddy Bridgewater, not, not even a semblance of a quarterback anymore. And so the story will be, do they go after a Kenny Pickett or do they go after a Malik Willis or are they going the the big, the big tuna trade route? And I, I do think that the trade route makes a little bit more sense for that team build because a lot of those young players will be hitting, you know, their second contracts pretty soon. But I do think that for the most part, their weapons are a bit overvalued for the anticipation of aaron Rodgers and the anticipation of a big quarterback so i i will gladly overpay for those weapons once the trade happens rather than overpay for them now and then the trade not happen next we have the detroit lions detroit lions have two first round picks one of them being the 32nd overall pick from the los angeles rams i saw in a mock draft recently that they would invest that 32 overall pick in one of the quarterbacks that fell in this specific mock, it was Malik Willis. I don't see Malik Willis falling that far. I think it's more likely to be a Kenny Pickett or a Sam Howell. But I think that will be an interesting position for them to invest and not wait another year. I think they probably should wait another year. Not only because the 23, 23 is perceived as better, but also they'll have another top five pick and, you know, not waste a year of a rookie contract on a team that's not going to win in 2022. So From an NFL team building perspective, I hope they don't. But from a non-team building perspective, I think that they could very easily build around this team quickly with the draft picks they got from Los Angeles Rams and put together a nice team of weapons uh, around Amon Ross St. Brown and DeAndre Swift. So I will be buying any quarterback that goes to Detroit as far as a rookie quarterback is concerned, because I I like DeAndre Swift. Uh, I mean, I love DeAndre Swift. I'd like to an extent um, i'm on Rice, i'm St. brown and i like the fact that they have the picks to surround the, the quarterback with some successful weapons now i'm trying to do math uh, looking in front of me but i think that's about halfway through um probably a little bit shade of it but because i already started this statement we can go to our break so make sure to uh, uh you know listen to this ad and support our sponsors
2: Hey, this is Dave Cabin from the Rotoviz Flagship Podcast. I wanted to let you know that the podcast you are listening to right now is sponsored by BetterHelp. And I can speak from personal experience and tell you that if you or someone you love is struggling with depression, they're dealing with anxiety, talking to somebody about it can make a huge difference. And that's what BetterHelp does. Within 48 hours of signing on with BetterHelp, they'll match you with a professional, therapist. These therapists have a broad range of expertise that might not be available where you live. This is a worldwide service that's easy to use, allows you to get matched with a therapist that you can communicate with. You can send messages, get thoughtful responses. You can even schedule weekly video or phone sessions. You can talk through anything that you need. And BetterHelp is committed to facilitating therapeutic matches that can give you all of the benefits of traditional offline therapy. They want you to start living a happier life today. And I believe that talk therapy is one of the ways that you can do that. Visit their website, www.betterhelp.com forward slash reviews to hear and read some of their testimonials. Again, you're going to want to visit BetterHelp, better H-E-L-P, and join the over two million people who've taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. And we have a special offer for Rotoviz listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash Rotoviz. Can't recommend how important and how helpful talk therapy can be. So please check it out.
0: Just go to Indeed.com slash wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Next we have, I'm gonna speed this up a little bit. Next we have the Green Bay Packers. Thank you, uh, RV Radio 2021, 2022 with your 10% discount promo code. Green Bay Packers, story of the off season is the fact that, the Packers still don't believe in Jordan Love. I am losing my faith in Jordan Love after his performances when Rodgers was out with COVID. He was hashtag bad, really bad. And the Packers clearly do not trust him being the quarterback feature as they're basically doing everything possible to keep Aaron Rodgers. I'm still on the side of Aaron Rodgers plays week one, 2022 with the Green Bay Packers. I'm hoping from a fan perspective, from a dynasty nice perspective, from all those perspectives that Rodgers is also, I think it's more exciting, but if I was you know, putting my chips on one team, it would be the Green Bay Packers, which is boring, but it is what it is. Another year of Rodgers being unhappy with the Green Bay Packers and playing for the Green Bay Packers. Next, we have the Houston Texans. The story of the Houston Texans is Deshaun Watson. Where will Deshaun Watson go? Um, once again, many NFC suitors for Deshaun Watson. Um, you know, the Panthers and the Giants and the Buccaneers and the Vikings – um, have been among the teams named in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. Is this even a sweepstakes? Um, according to Deshaun Watson's agent, they're they're focused on clearing his name from the off-the-field issues. As soon – I think that as soon as Watson is traded, that means that his name is cleared or a suspension will be handed down shortly thereafter, um, like a six-game or an eight-game or whatever it might be. Um, but as soon as we have a suspension, we're likely to know Like that's probably the end of it. Yes, you know, there could be subsequent suspensions um in the in the future in terms of other things if it be continues to to have poor off the field behavior. But if he is done in his criminal ways, if he has you know done criminal things as alleged, then you know he's going to not be playing football. But if he's playing football, he's gonna vault right back into being a top five dynasty quarterback. So I, I currently, in I start up, I would draft him in, like, the QB, like, 12-16 range because I'm growing less confident for whatever reason. Like, in, in the 2021 offseason, I was like, there's just no way this guy ever plays again. But I thought that sometime between April 2021 to now, there would have been, like, a suspension handed down or a cut or a release or a banishment, whatever it might be. I thought that would be done by now and it's still we're still waiting on that to happen. So the longer that takes to happen, I think the less likely it is to happen for Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans. But I also think still think that he's not gonna play another down for the Houston Texans. The Indianapolis Colts Indianapolis Colts um are rumored to are rumored to be possibly cutting Carson Wentz. Not sure I understand this one. Why didn't they cut him in week like 10 so they wouldn't have to pay a first-round pick for a player they were going to cut six weeks later? Yes, they were in a playoff hunt, yada, yada, yada. This also falls under the, the guise of, uh, I'll believe it when I see it. I think that more likely than not, he is the quarterback in 2022, and then they'll move on from there if he's, if he continues his mediocre to poor play in 2022. Let's go to the Jacksonville Jaguars. The, t- the story of the, of the 2022 offseason for the Jaguars is the same as it was in 2021. Find everything you can do to support Trevor Lawrence. They hired Urban Meyer. That did not work out well. They hired Doug Peterson. That seems to be getting a little bit more of a positive reception than the Urban Meyer hire did. And. We'll see what they do in free agency. DJ Chark is a free agent. I think they should re-sign him. I think that, that's that's pro- honestly probably the best spot for DJ Chark to, to land. And it's the best spot for them to have as a wide receiver, one wide receiver, two, and then invest highly in a first or second round pick at the wide receiver position. Um, and um, obviously, I'm a huge Travis Etienne guy. So I think he's the buy in this Jacksonville Jaguars offense. And that once Trevor, Trevor Lawrence gets cooking, as will Travis Etienne. Next, we have the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs, there's not much Dynasty talk with the Chiefs. CH, bust. Patrick Mahomes, top three quarterback. Like, Tyree Kill, he's going to be, you know, top five wide receiver until he stops being a top five wide receiver. Dynasty perspective, I'm not investing in Tyree Kill as a top five wide receiver because I'm I'm, I'm just never paying for a guy, past you know, past what his quote-unquote peak is. Like, Tyree Kill is not going to get better than he is today. And so I'm not going to be investing at in that top five, top six wide receiver price, but that's where we're at with the Kansas City Chiefs. There's not a whole lot of dynasty movement. If you're a C.E.H. fan, as I am not, now is a great time to buy. He's basically free. Um, I don't see much dynasty trade movement with C.E.H. With probably because the guys who have him are pot committed and aren't going to trade a guy who they selected 101, 102 for you know essentially a third round pick. But if they are. I wouldn't mind throwing him at third. I'm of Ceh, even though I think he's terrible. The Las Vegas Raiders, uh, Derek Carr, Josh McDaniels is the is the newest, you know, football marriage that's going to go perfectly, um, much like the John Gruden one did. I think that Derek Carr is perpetually disrespected by the nice community, including myself, and I'm starting to come out come around a little bit to where, you know, if you can get Derek Carr for Low-end QB1, high-end QB2 prices, especially in a Superflex League, He's, he has that job security, especially now that, you know, Josh McNeil came and said, I want to work with Derek Carr. And so I was kind of always, like, anticipating the failure of John Gruden, which would then result in a new coach wanting a new quarterback, but that's not the case. McDaniels wants Carr, that means I want Carr in Superflex Science Leagues. The Los Angeles Chargers, Los Angeles Chargers, Justin Herbert, young quarterback, top five dynasty quarterback, and Keenan Allen's perpetual veteran by Mike Williams, even a cheaper perpetual veteran by Austin Eckler is probably where I'm going to say overvalued. You're going to say, oh, he's been a you know top two, top three running back the last two years, yada, yada you can't be investing in a running back in his late twenties as the RB one or as a top three dynasty RB. You just can't do it. Yes. It might help you out in 2022, but it is not the best move for your dynasty team moving forward. The Los Angeles Rams, Matthew Stafford, year one, a success. OBJ signed in the middle of the season, success. Robert Woods injury. My, my nice take for the offseason is that, the Rams don't end up re-signing OBJ. They let him go elsewhere. I think that the injury gives it a slight chance that he returns on just like a one-year prove-it type deal after the injury. But either way, the player that I am buy, 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 buying in the Los Angeles Rams offense is Robert Woods. Once he's back healthy, he is going to be putting up numbers. He's going to get overlooked by you know the, the astronomic season, uh, the greatest wide receiver season to ever be had by Cooper Cup. Um, but Robert Woods is still a legitimate fantasy wide receiver, too. Miami Dolphins, Tua Tagovailoa, I'm not giving up. Not giving up. He had a good enough year two under some crazy circumstances of teams trying to tank and not trying to tank and all those different things. I want to see year three. I'm, I will pay to see year three, and I don't mind if paying to see year three bites me in the butt. Minnesota Vikings. Kirk Cousins is, was kind of on that a similar Derek Carr sphere. I was like is how long is this going to last? Is this a thing? It's still a thing. Even with the Deshaun Watson rumors, I don't see that Watson to the Vikings being a thing. Kirk Cousins is going to be a starter in the NFL for the next 3 or 4 years and he's he's just fine. He's not going to be the guy that wins you the Super Bowl, but not going to be the guy that you know is the reason you don't make the playoffs either. So um Kirk Cousins is fine. He's a, you know, a fantasy wide receiver, I mean fantasy quarterback too. And, you know, he's adequate. He's not a guy who I'm like over try, trying to overtly buy in Dynasty unless people are worried about his job security with the Watson rumors. Um, but he's not a trying, guy I'm trying to uh, sell either. Uh, next is the New England Patriots. The, the offseason of Mac Jones and surrounding Mac Jones with talent. Also, my nice take here is that Jacoby Myers is probably a, an NFL receiver too. I, I didn't I don't think we would have seen that um, you know just a few years ago when I was taking Nikhil Harry over him over and over and over again the last two or three years, but he has shown basically to be a wide receiver one in that offense and I don't think that's for long I think that they'll invest the wide receiver position in New England, but I think he has cemented himself as a legitimate NFL and NFL receiver two and probably fantasy wide receiver three. New Orleans Saints what are they going to do at the quarterback position they have a taste of hell but he has proven he's not going to be a you know, every down quarterback as it would be. Will they um, retain Jameis Winston? Will they go after a quarterback in the draft? I I think I would lean toward the, the the draft thing, but I think there's a chance they do both, that they take a quarterback in the first round and take Jameis at a discount off of his injury and just see like the NFC South is so bad in the post Tom Brady era, anybody can win it. And I think the Saints are going to use Winston as a possibility to, to try and do that. Or, you know, I think the worst case scenario, quote unquote worst case scenario in terms of a 2022 would be a rookie quarterback slash Taysom Hill platoon. But I think that honestly would be the best case scenario for their long term. The New York Giants need to clean house. Um, they cleaned house the coaching position and firing Joe Judge. Now they need to get a quarterback. Um, are they going to get that quarterback in the draft with the Bears draft pick? Or are they going to get that quarterback via free agency or the trade? You know, New York New York is the big uh, market and all those things. But what do they really have to offer a player coming in? Kenny Galladay was a bust. Saquon Barkley is turning himself into a bust after, you know, first good couple of years. My dynasty take for the New York Giants is – that honestly people are going to be excited about whoever their quarterback is. I'm probably still going to be selling because I'm not optimistic about that offense as I was once was when I was a fan of Saquon Barkley and Evan Ingram and, and Shepard and, and the like, the New York jets, buy, 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 buy. You know, I'm buying Zach Wilson. I will gladly go down with this ship because it's a very cheap ship to hop aboard on. I have a couple of shares from 2021, but I'll gladly add 10 more in 2022 at this, at the price of, a late first, early second for a guy who was taken, you know, in the top five of the NFL draft. I think that he's a great buy. Corey Davis getting healthy, Elijah Moore progressing and getting healthy could result in Zach Wilson being a sophomore star. Philadelphia Eagles, they're going to be the center of trade rumors, quarterback rumors, all those fun things. At the end of the day, I do think that they ride out 2022 with Jalen Hurts. He got him to the playoffs. You know, he kind of showed like Jalen hurts is bad. He shoot. He showed his bad, but I think the Eagles are going to sh- let him show his bad for one more year, which is good for fantasy. Cause even his bad is good for fantasy. Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback position, obviously huge question mark here. I think that they are a candidate to trade up in the NFL draft. Um, uh, Mike Tomlin was gushing over Malik Willis um, at the senior bowl. And I think that they are a candidate to try and trade up. They have the pieces around the quarterback position to be an okay football team. And the AFC North is still to be had. Yes. The Bengals went to the Super Bowl, but I don't think that the Steelers are all that far behind outside of the quarterback position of the Cincinnati Bengals. So we'll see how they approach it, whether they go full rebuild, they go a trade for a quarterback, whatever they do. But I, I think that they are definitely a candidate to trade up for a quarterback to try and find that missing piece. San Francisco 49ers. I like Trey Lance a lot, but it's going to get dumb. It's going to get D-U-M dumb 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 throughout this offseason with Trey Lance. Um, he's going to be drafted as a top six, top seven quarterback in dynasty. I don't understand that one. I understand the upside of Trey Lance. I think that we're quickly forgetting the floor of a quarterback who has basically not played football in two years. So um we'll see how it plays out with the the Garoppolo trade or whatever happens with that one. Lance should be the starter in week one, 2022, but I'm not going from week one starter to top six quarterback without even that week one start occurring. Seattle Seahawks. I've been telling the Seattle Seahawks to rebuild for like six years now. um, And they haven't listened to me and they should have listened to me because that team has been terrible. They should trade Russell Wilson for a few first round picks. They should trade Tyler Lockett for you know a mid-round pick they should probably trade DK Metcalf that's the one that you could probably build around DK Metcalf but still building around players in their second contract is not how you build a rebuild so I I think that clean um they're not going to clean house with with Pete Carroll still in the building but that's what they should do so when they do fire Pete Carroll in 2023 remember that I said they should have cleaned house in 2022. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I've expressed that. I think that Kyle Trask is the best case scenario uh, in terms of we're not best case scenario. I'm sorry. Kyle Trask is the best case, most likely scenario for the Buccaneers. Just let Kyle Trask run the team for a year. If it crashes, it burns, get a high first round pick. If he's successful, great. The other options, trade for a veteran, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Aaron Rodgers, those are all great and potentially realistic possibilities. But until one of those happen, I am going to, you know, say that I'd prefer, basically, I'd prefer Kyle Trask to going after a uh, Fitzpatrick again, or a Teddy, or a Jameis. I think Jameis, Jameis is probably the most realistic free agent, free agent opportunity. And I think that Russell Wilson is probably the most realistic most, most, most trade opportunity Um, I don't understand why they would go after Garoppolo, just let Trask fail at that rate. Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans. A.J. Brown kind of came on after his injury at the end of the year to kind of squash any buy-low opportunity. That offense, you know, it's fine. Not doing anything crazy. I would consider Ryan Tannehill a sell if anyone's, you know, riding high off of his 2022, 2021. But he's, you know, I don't think anyone really is. So... I, there's not much I'm looking to move for or against in this offense, but I would say trade Tannehill if people are buying him as a legitimate QB one. And we will wrap this lovely episode up with the Washington Commanders. Washington Commanders are also an interesting landing spot for possible for James Winston. The James Winston to Terry McCorn show would be a fun one. Um, do you think that Fitzpatrick is a potential possibility? Rolling with Heineke and maybe a rookie quarterback's possibility. So unlike the giants where I'm saying that quarterback, I'm not going to be targeting the Washington commanders one. I will be, I like Antonio Gibson. I like Terry McLaurin. I like some of the pieces around the quarterback position in Washington. So I'm going to be buying, especially if they invest in a Malik Willis or Matt Coral or Kenny Pickett, like that is a landing spot that I'm attracted to. And that is something that I will be buying, especially because people think that in an extent they're right. People think that, the Commander, uh, commanders are an incompetent franchise, but that's not going to stop a quarterback from being fantasy productive with McLaurin and Antonio Gibson at the helm. That should wrap us up for this evening. That's 32 takes on 32 teams in roughly 32 minutes. It might have been 22 minutes, might have been 29 minutes. I don't know. I feel like I've been talking for like 87 minutes. So let me know what you thought of this solo pod. Tag me, tell me how great I am, or how much I suck. Make sure to rate review the pod, subscribe, rate review. Support our sponsors. I am here doing a solo pod for you and for our sponsors to support them. Do everything you can for them. And if I hear you're not supporting them, I'm telling your mother. That's it for this week. do.